Hey, how you doing today, Royal? What's up, Chris? Doing good. I um I wanted to give the audience a quick introduction of who you are, and uh, so how about we start from uh, first and last name, and and where you're from. First and last name, man. If I get that wrong, it's going to be a problem. Uh, <laughs> Royal Cho. Royal Cho uh, I was born and raised in the U.S. Um, grew up in Oregon, moved to Seattle, and then from Seattle, I went to Taiwan. I came to Taiwan and I've been here ever since. And you're the owner of Dynasty? Yeah, Dynasty Taipei. Uh, we're the first luxury fitness um, club in Taiwan. Very nice. I actually, I've gone there personally. And uh, this huge guy showed up, <laughs> you know, there and, uh, and started wrecking all the machines. I, <laughs> I tried my best to to be gentle. Um, I must say, uh, it's, it's beautiful, um, from what I've seen and, and Royal, uh, what I wanted to accomplish today is just to, to get a sense of your business and who you are and just how you think. So were you always an entrepreneur? I, I believe so. Um, ever since I can remember when I was like uh, 10 or 11, you know, I would, I would go out in front of my parents' restaurants in, in Oregon. We grew up in a real small, small town, about 5,000 people population. Okay. So, uh, and, and outside the restaurant, I would go wash cars, um, you know, to, to make money for buying school clothes, you know, for the following, the upcoming year. You know? <laughs> so over the summer, I would be washing cars in the parking lot and, uh, and, and not for pay either, it's tips only. <laughs> hey, cash yeah. money, right? Yeah. Um, so if I remember, you went to University of Washington, correct? Correct, correct. You dub. Um, I'm a coog. I went to Wazoo. Oh, man. Now we got problems. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Is I'm this kidding. when we cancel this uh, this podcast? We just shut it off yeah, right now? <laughs> this, right? Escape and we're done. <laughs> session. Oh, my gosh. Um, and what did you study at your time at University of Washington? That's funny that you asked because um, I actually studied. I was in second year. Uh, of it's called the PEI program, which is the program for entrepreneurship and innovation. Okay. So basically, that, that's that's been me, you know, ever since I was a kid. I memorized the real estate section uh, in our town in the newspaper. I used to go and memorize those things when I was like ten through ten through fifteen. Yeah. D did I hear somewhere that you um you used to flip houses? I used to. I actually, when I was nineteen, I got my real estate license. So in Seattle. Wow. And um, that was, it's actually one of my next questions. Did you ever work a corporate office job? The closest thing I got to working a corporate office job was when I was doing real estate, but that's not even really a corporate office job, you know, but why I say it was a corporate office job is because I actually had to sit in an office. How long did you do that for? Did it for a couple of years. Yeah. And, um, you're ultimately you're in Taipei now, and uh, tell me how that happened. How how did Taipei happen? Yes, sir. From Seattle to um, Taiwan. Seattle to Taipei, man. Um, actually, you know what it was is I was working. Uh, I was doing real estate, and I was doing. I was working at Twenty Four Hour Fitness in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, I just got bored, honestly. And then uh, when I graduated college, I was just like, I haven't been to Taiwan and. 10 years. So let's go check it out, you know, because it's probably a different place. It's when I, when I go back with my parents over the summer or something like that, when, you know, when I was younger, now that I'm, 
grown and 20, 22, 23, you know, it's, it's going to be a different experience. So I came back and, uh, and I experienced the whole, uh, Taipei two week, two year program, but my, my two years actually ended up becoming nearly 20 years. So, so I've been here ever since. Did you always grow up speaking Chinese with your parents? No, uh, we did a mix of English and, uh, Taiwanese. So when I came really? back, man, I couldn't speak any uh, Chinese or Mandarin. Whoa. I, di I didn't know you um, spoke Taiwanese growing up. Uh, that's, that's, I learned something uh, just now. Uh, that's good to know. Um, and before we go into the questions, is there anything else you want the audience to know about yourself? Um, anything that I want the audience to know about myself? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like... Um, I just work hard. I, I I try to find those people that can work as hard as me, or if not harder, you know, and try to surround myself with, uh, you know, people like that, you know, uh, iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. However it goes, you know. I love that. Uh, my my end goal for this podcast is for the viewers to get an idea of what my guest does on a day to day basis, how they make their money, how they make their living, and just to give them a a a roadmap or a, a different way of thinking so i'm gonna if it's all right with you i'm gonna hit these questions yeah absolutely let's go perfect um so where is uh dynasty located for everybody watching uh dynasty is located in uh taipei city sitting uh it's near the night market actually to be honest and uh, the actual land that we're on right now is uh is what's called it's it's been noted for being the best feng shui in taiwan <laughs> this is where chen kai-shek used to live wow so this um the land that we're on right now used to be part of chen kai-shek's front lawn yeah wow um and a more specific question um they can just get off the the, the train right the jerry am i saying the, it right the, yeah yes the, uh, basically it's like our our metro subway system and it's just like a two way, uh, a two minute walk uh, from the the exit. Yeah. So so subway exit two, <laughs> two minutes. I, I was there last year. It was very convenient to get to. Um, and when did you first think of the concept for your? Is it okay if I call it the gym, or is it an athletic club? Is it a luxury fitness center? How do you how do you yeah. like to explain yeah. it? Call, you call it what you want. It's okay. I'm okay. not too picky about it. We, I mean, we generally call it a, a fitness club yeah fitness because club. We're, we're more than just gym, you know so uh, the concept and everything but uh when did i conceptualize um dynasty yes sir it was probably uh wow it's probably going on three or four years now we've been open for a year and a half but uh it's probably a little about a couple years in the making before we started um but basically it was uh you know, there's actually a background story to it. You know, I was doing a lot of events and promotions, parties. Uh, I think you know that. Uh, yes, shout sir. Out, shout out to your your big sister Melanie and uh, and Sylvia. Yeah, Melanie but, better uh, be watching this podcast. They, they, they partied a bunch of times. <laughs> you know, we go way back. But uh, yeah. Um, no, so I was doing that. You know, and, and in Taiwan, man, I did over 1,300 events, uh, large and small ones. You know, but. Uh, but there was one year where I actually, I got invited to more funerals than I did weddings, you oh, know, no. and, and I went to 10 weddings that year. So like, I think it was a little bit too much where I was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't, 
uh, you know, I got invited to these funerals, but then I'm like, I don't want to go anymore because it's really depressing. But um, so I, that's when I kind of realized that life is uh, is really fragile, you know, and it's, it's a precious thing because, you know, one day, you know, someone that you care about is there and then the next day they're gone. So, you know, I wanted uh, where I started conceptualizing um, uh, dynasty is, I mean, you've been here. Uh-huh. If you take a walk or you take a tour, every little thing you see, whether it's, you know, the restaurant or it's the DJ, the DJ booth or, you know, it's the gym or it's the 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 MMA cage or it's the, you know, the functional training, you know, where, where even professional athletes can train, get a good, good training session in, um, you know, every, every piece of it is a, is a part of my life, you know, and that, that kind of goes into the whole, the whole uh, name dynasty, you know, and, and what can you do with that? So the, the concept behind our, our slogan, know yourself, you know, so it's, it's coming in here and just trying to become the best version of you while, while finding a way to balance your lifestyles and, and being able to enjoy, you know, uh, quality living, you know, uh, through balance, not just being a workaholic or, you know, and being a workaholic and neglecting your family, you know, or, you know, stuff like that. So, or, or being a workaholic and letting your health go to crap. So basically, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's trying to be, uh, bring a positive energy to, to our members, um, influencing them and then them influencing, you know, whether it's their family their coworkers, you know, their employees and, and, and then the rest of society. So we're, you know, we're trying to do something good. I think stateside, I, I am a, a fan of bougie gyms. All right. That's no secret. I love, I love going to a nice gym to work out uh, with, with uh, eucalyptus towel service and, and all of that. And I probably pay way too much as, as a premium, but the only two competitors I can think of um, in America I know this is going to be my next question, but in America, first one that comes to mind is Equinox. Uh-huh. And the second one that comes to mind is going to be uh, Lifetime Fitness. Okay. okay. Am, I, am I out of the question? Am I out of the realm putting you in that mix? Are, the, are these competitors, if they decide to open shop in Asia? Well, um, you know, honestly speaking is I've never been to either mm-hmm. and I, I never actually heard of either because uh, I've been in Taiwan for so long. Yes, sir. But um, when I started building it and when we started doing the interior design and when I started sharing the, the concept with people, the people that have been to Equinox before, you know, um, they were like, oh, this sounds like a place uh, called Equinox. And then it came up so many times <laughs> that, uh, that I actually decided to Google it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, what they're trying to go for you know, luxury fitness. I mean, I say luxury fitness now is basically, I believe Equinox coined that term, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, it turns out that it is similar in, in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. but I mean, been here, I'm sure a few, few of our elements are, are probably different, but I, I wouldn't be the one that could tell you that because I've never been to either. I, I don't want to be that person to just uh i'm not just saying this because i'm interviewing you right now i've i've yeah. gone to equinox and marina del rey uh and i've gone to your gym and it's for how much they're paying i i do not expect to see dirty towels on the floor i uh-huh. right i don't expect to see weights that haven't been racked yet right 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 um i think it's unacceptable for how much they're charging but um when i'm at dynasty it's it, every time it's been pristine Oh, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, we um, we focus we focus on uh, you know call it the user experience. I don't you know 
Yeah, it's basically, you know, we want to be professional. We want to, we want to be clean. At the same time, we want to be, have this like um, small family kind of environment where everybody feels close to each other. We're developing a, a positive community. So No, I, I love, I love that. And um, I actually, I wanted to, to address uh, the offerings you have over at Dynasty. <laughs> so you have group classes, yoga, MMA training. So with all these options to choose from, which is the most popular class? I would say, oh, wow. Um, the most popular class in particular out of the group exercise classes? Um, just in general, what's the, the most popular activity? Um, oh, the most popular activity is, is the group exercise classes for sure. Um, we have two different levels of ex, uh, group exercise. So we have the um, what we call the X plus. So it's basically a premium line of uh, group exercise a little bit more intense mm -hmm. i would say um or you know or you, you use specialty uh accessories and equipment with that um and then obviously you have the other the group other group exercises you know uh we we offer like 70 something classes a week so it goes anything from you know professional dance classes to to uh, a variety of yoga i think we have like nine different types of yoga um i saw wine yoga is that a thing? Yeah, we do wine yoga, <laughs> which is uh, kind of new for the Taiwan market. But uh, yeah, it goes over pretty well. Um, we also have um, we have some poles, poles, uh, uh, you know, installed in the ceiling. I don't know if you paid attention to those, but I installed those for you. I you're gonna and, get me in trouble. <laughs> mic on, you know. Um, got those. Um, yeah, and then we just got like body sculpting classes and, and a lot of you know uh, aerobic fitness. So. I, I saw you also have Les Mills as an offering. Yeah, Les Mills. Um, we actually just, last month, I believe it was, we did a whole day where we offered all different types of uh, Les Mills classes so for, for our members to try out. So I, that, was, that was pretty cool. Perfect. Yeah, Les Mills has a, a, new, like a, a new variety of, of group exercise classes that, that are really looking your ass. So. I'll definitely um, post it in the link below. Um, I, I do, if you want to have like a coupon or something like that, we could uh, potentially uh, offer it to whoever watches this uh, show and, and comes to you. How's that sound? Easy, easy, okay. easy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and take me through the amenities. So you have a, you have showers, towel service. What's, what's uh, there? Yeah. Um, so, so right when you walk through the doors, um, we have a, a nice large restaurant cafe space. Um, you could pretend it's WeWorks if you want to. A lot of people do. They do some work there mm -hmm. during the day. Um, and, and this space here is where we host a lot of parties in the evening times, a lot of seminars, all kinds of seminars. It doesn't have to just be health related seminars. Um, we have, um, you know, success seminars. We do, uh, you know, wine tasting you know, uh, coffee connoisseur type seminars. Um, we're even, even getting ready to do a, a cooking class, like a, a live broadcasted cooking class. Mm -hmm. And do that. And we got, um, live bands coming up this month. Um, so we'll have evenings with just like live music, uh, and singing competitions. So everything like DJ, the, the works. And that's just right when you walk in. So, uh, then as you go through, uh, you know the the counter as you pass by the counter you go in and it's the weight room and and it's called the uh 
uh, industrial fashionable uh, interior design. You know, we got high ceilings, we got, um, you know, uh, ceiling to floor windows, uh, and you got greenery outside, a little bit of space outside to hang out, get some fresh air. Because, um, like, you've been to Taiwan, so you know, like, fresh air is hard to find. Yes. But based on our location, the air outside is nice and sweet. It almost feels like, you know, when I want to feel like I'm back in the States, I go outside and take a deep breath of the fresh air. Yeah. Um, and then and then you go over and you find a, into the next room and you find a space that's that's like unique to Taiwan. There's no other space like it. Uh, you know, and I've I've had I've had gym people flying from all over the world just to check out our 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 uh, you know our club. But this space, you know, you got uh, a very fine uh, like right when you step in, you have a very fine you know artificial turf, you know, and and you feel some bounce to it. We put some extra padding under there because when you're doing all the functional training, jumping and running and stuff like that, you need to protect your joints yes. too. A lot of these gyms out there, uh, I won't name which ones in particular, but all the other gyms that I've seen, at least in Taiwan, is they put this like the the cheap AstroTurf on on concrete and oh, they yeah. expect you to, to do burpees and squat jumps and you know stuff like that. It's not, you know, that's not good for you. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, man, we got this fully functional uh, functional training area, and that's connected to our, our combat academy area, mm-hmm. where we have the, the eight meter, uh, which is, well, eight meters is what twenty five feet or more um, uh, octagon. So where we actually host real fights. So just uh, this past month, we hosted two two nights of fights. Uh, Grand Prix style. Uh, we had kickboxing and, and BJJ. Um, yeah, uh, the works, man. We got we got all kinds of equipment that most places don't have. Uh, I, I know in the states have a lot more because the states is a little ahead of times. Yeah. Um, fitness arena, but uh, yeah, man, we got air runners. We got we got the Kaiser, which I love. You could do like a couple hundred different types of exercise on it, and the the resistance is via uh, air pressure. You know. Yeah, man, we got a climbing wall. We got Taiwan's only um, human hamster wheel of climbing walls where really? you just keep climbing and it keeps spinning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it never ends until you fall. And if you fall, you don't have to worry because it's you never go up. You know, you just kind of stay in the same spot. I um, Going back to the events you were telling me about. So this is, it's called Pro Fighting MMA. Yeah, Pro Fighting MMA or Pro FC. It's something I started about 11 years ago, and we eventually became Taiwan's first professional fight organization. I I wanted to ask, um, I wrote down um, a few questions regarding that. I'm a huge UFC fan. And I I saw that you had previous UFC fighters like Chad Reiner Reiner, Mm -hmm. on. He Mm -hmm. fought Anthony Johnson. Uh, I do remember that fight um, when he was there. And then uh, like a Takanori Sato. Yep. And yeah, we uh, we actually have um, we had a couple that have fought in the UFC before, but we have more so that have fought for us and then gone into the UFC. So, uh, and and some of them have done pretty well, like uh, Kai Carafrance out of out of New Zealand. I, I believe he's ranked number seven in the flyweight division. He was ranked number six, but um, I mean he's a potential contender for for that uh, that weight class. Uh, we got a, a bunch more, uh, and it, even if they haven't gone to the UFC, um, like they've fought in other ones, other big organizations like One FC, and One FC is where like Demetrius Johnson is right now, and yeah. you know that's where Ben Askren came out of. 
but yeah, man, we, we've had some, we've had some real, real warriors, real fighters come through, you know, and, and we're kind of like a springboard to the, to the, to the big boys, you know, one FC is over in, in Singapore. I, um, they're, um, I think Shatri is their CEO. Um, and, and really, I wanted to ask because how do you, how do you balance everything that you do? Um, a lot of people would consider themselves successful just doing half of, of what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I, I've always believed, you know, since I said I was always, uh, I guess entrepreneur at heart is that you always got to chase what you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what you're passionate, what you're passionate about, what you love to do. And in that sense, you don't really work. You know what I mean? So, so like I said, dynasty, uh, all the elements in here is somehow a part of my life and somehow it's a part of all the things that I'm passionate about, whether it's music, fitness, you know, socializing, making friends, you know, um, and, and MMA or something like that. So, so, you know, how do I balance is, you know, I actually don't, I don't, I wouldn't call it balance. I would call it is just, I, I live my life to an extreme level of pursuing, you know, things that I'm passionate about and things that I love. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and getting back to the pro fighting MMA, AKA pro FC, I, mm-hmm. I, I will finish this MMA section and then I'm going to go back to dynasty because I have more questions regarding that. Um, oh, sure. And when it comes to finding and connecting fighters um, to come fight yeah. for, for your promotion, are they signing like contractual fight deals? Are they paid in cash? Um, they're, ba- they're basically signed to a one-time fight deal okay. um, because I believe right now in the Taiwan market that we offer enough fights per year to allow for, for them to, you know, be, be landed here. Um, and I never want to do that to a fighter because a fighter's life or not a, a life, but the, 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 um, the time that they're allotted to be, be a professional fighter because the body eventually, you know, breaks down on them. But, but it, it's so short, you know, yes. and I know there's a lot of organizations out there and leagues out there as they sign you, you know, forever. And, and, and basically is, you more or less, um, you know, hold, tie down a fighter when he might have better opportunities. And, you know, I always keep my fighters' best interests at heart. Um, so, so I only sign them to one year. Uh, I mean, one fight, uh, fight contracts, you know, because I want to see them go to the UFC. You know, the more fighters that go to the UFC or to 1FC or Bellator from my organization, you know, it's only better for me. Um, and then, yeah, um, what was, and the other question was what? Yeah. Yeah. No worries. No, that, that was a great answer. Um, and how often do you host these events? So, um, part of one, part of the reasons why I developed the, uh, functional training MMA, um, training area the way I did, uh, and you've been here, so you've seen it is I can actually host fights inside this space i just got to move some of the equipment around and put out some of those foldable chairs mm-hmm. and then we just got this whole um my own kind of uh what, what, what's the one in las vegas called the ufc has the apex yes in las vegas so so i have dynasty right and uh so we get a full-on fighter walkout big led screen in the back with awesome visuals i got four live streaming uh cameras um installed in the ceiling so that's there. The cage is there. We got projector screens that come down from the ceiling. So 
so the fans in the back can see clearly you know we got the full-on uh, professional lighting and sound and stuff so so how I, and and so i i did this so i could do frequent fights because over the the years doing these fights I think people got it wrong um they got the whole thing. I want to. I want to be the next UFC. I want to be the UFC of Asia. It's not. It's not going to happen. There's only one UFC. Um, but how do you how do you grow the sport? You know, otherwise you're just finding a big venue to host fights. You got to move the cage in, build it up. You got to hire the staff. You got to somehow sell tickets. And some people think the best way to sell tickets is to probably find some legend of the sport. He's going to cost an arm and a leg, um, you know, and, but, but in a new market, nobody really knows who he is. So then you're burning your marketing budget, praying that people are going to buy tickets. And at the end of the day, you lose money. And it's, it's an ever, it's, it's kind of like a black hole where you just keep losing money, you know, and I, I, I've been there and I've, I've been in a, in where I started, which was out of Lexi, which was an yes. awesome nightclub in the day. It's now Omni, but we used to do it in the club. And, and I learned from that is doing it small, but doing it frequently, you can actually make money. And, and I'm not doing it to make money, but I'm actually doing it to grow the sport. Otherwise, it's just like walk, watching a fireworks show every 4th of July and everybody is like, ooh, and nodding. Um, But once the fireworks are over, maybe in a few days, you forget about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I went from the sport where I couldn't even find 10 fighters in Taiwan to uh, my friend who runs the um, amateur league out here, his last event, he had over 200 fighters apply to be a part of it. And he hosted one day of 65 fights, you know? Wow. So, Wait, 65 fights you know, we, in one day. Yeah. So we've come a long way, you know? Oh and, uh, and and so from uh, recently, like I said, the last, uh, the last month I had two events and, and basically is, you know, I went, I, I scouted out some fighters at his place uh, at his event and uh and i invited some that i thought might might do pretty well or they they you know they have a good style or are very entertaining fighters i invited them to come to to pro fc and 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 fight so yeah man um hopefully right now i'm in the talks to potentially by next year doing uh, a fight a week wow i i think when it comes to MMA in Taiwan, I wanted to ask, and I'm not talking about European fighters coming to Taiwan. I'm not talking about American fighters or, or people from right. South America. What's the native Taiwanese MMA community like? Are there a lot of up-and-coming Taiwanese fighters that are are fighting on your promotion? Um, there's definitely a lot of up-and-comers. I've already seen some. Like We just had, um, we just had uh, a kickboxing tournament where it was a Grand Prix style tournament. So they, um, the, the people that were in the finals actually had to fight three, three matches that night. Um, but both of those guys, man, that was super exciting. But both of those guys, man, one of the guys was 19. The, the one that eventually won, he was 19 years old, you know. And then the other guy, uh, uh, Liao Xiang, he, he, he's just a violent fighter. <laughs> Uh, awesome style so i think both of them can be future superstars um and there was another one uh, i saw in in my friend's um amateur event where this kid he was 18 or 19 he he took on a a former lumpini champ so i don't know if in the in the world of muay thai lumpini champ is badass Mm -hmm. as badass as you can get so he took on a lumpini champ 
uh, in an MMA fight and he he ended up winning, you know. So, you know, I, I think that kid's a future star, you know. Um, there's a lot of up and comers, man. I mean, and, and there's a lot of uh, people that came out of Pro FC are, that are now, you know, head coaches, open up their own gyms or legends of the sport in, in, in our market, you know, like, um, Jeff, the machine Huang, he, he just launched his, uh, or released his, uh, his documentary that was seven years in the making you know, or 10 years in the making. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was an awesome documentary. Um, uh, it's called the road less traveled. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, the road less traveled um, is an incredible inspirational story. And then you have Rocky Lee, who, who I, you know, I put in a few good words uh, for him to get accepted into the ultimate fighter China. And he eventually had one fight in the UFC, you know, wow. so there's a lot of talent out here, but it's how you, I guess it's how you nurture that talent and, and be able to find a way to, to allow these, you know, young talents to reach their full potential. When I went to visit last year, I, I saw that they were very receptive. I, I would just walk on the streets and I would see just small MMA gyms opening up. And even as far as five, 10 years ago, it, it was hard to find. Am I, am I off here? Oh no, five, I would say five, 10 years ago is like nearly impossible. But, um, but like five years ago, you know, there's more, but still not so obvious, but now, yeah, it's, it's quite obvious. And actually, I mean, you know, don't be fooled by the marketing, but there's a lot of schools out there because they know MMA is the hot thing right now is they just tag MMA, these three letters on mm -hmm. their, you know, on their window or something. So but they, they might not be actual MMA gyms. You know? When I went to visit, I, I saw one of your, your MMA coaches, uh, the, uh, the stand-up coach. Uh, he was a coach on the Ultimate Fighter China a couple of years ago. It was, this was a while ago. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is do you mind if I do you mind if you mention his name? Yeah, that's um, Vince Sobrano, man. He's an eight-time world Muay Thai champ. So I, I believe he was uh, he was uh, in, what did they call that? Oh, anyways, he's in he's like in the Sports Hall of Fame, eight-time yeah. world Muay Thai champion. Um, you know, he has fought some MMA, but yeah, he's our head combat coach here at Dynasty, and uh, I mean he. Yeah, he, he was the head coach on the Ultimate Fighter China. And actually, he's basically trained nearly every single UFC fighter out of China. So Zhang Wei Li is his student. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, she's the current women's champ in the UFC. And then he, he has a, a student that just fought this past weekend. Uh, I can't think of her name right now, but she's 6-0 in the UFC right now. And um and I, I believe her and Zhang Wei Li used to be training partners. Yeah. But uh, they might actually end up fighting each other. So I, it was kind of cool to see because he was sending me training videos uh, of, of the, the fighter that just fought. Mm -hmm. um, they were, he was sending me training videos of them, their game plan, like how they were planning this and what they were expecting. And actually everything that um, Claudia, how do, you, how do you say her last name? Claudia Gadelia. Yeah, from Brazil she did was exactly what they expected so you see claudia taking her to the ground and you see um his fighter his student start with the elbows off the back mm -hmm. and it's crazy because he showed me the videos of her practicing those elbows off the back 
So everything went as planned, you know, so just predicting how the fight would play out. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wanted it's, to Oh, go ahead, Royal. What was that last? No, part? Sorry, it's bugging me that I can't think of her name. So I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, um, Google that. Go ahead. Listen, I'm listening. Let me look it up. <laughs> no, I'll let you yeah. look it up and then um, I'll, I'll, I'll get you with uh, the next question because it's going to be a shift okay. of subject. Sure. So when it comes to staffing uh, and hiring and um, your personal trainers, uh-huh. how what does it take for someone to consider themselves a staff member at Dynasty? Um, I found it real quick, and I'm going to ask you. Yeah, question. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Yan, Yan Xiaonan. Okay. She's twelve and one overall, six and zero in the UFC, but she just beat Claudia Gadelia. Yeah. This was so. this this past Saturday, right? Was on, well, I think it was your Saturday, our Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to your question. Yes. Um, what does it take to be a trainer? Well, basically, our trainers, they all obviously all have to be certified. Um, you know, and we, we recommend them getting the international certifications. Uh, and then as far as um, aside from the certifications, we have our own internal training. And I'm, I'm pretty strict about it. Our internal training, the, we test them as well. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, we no test worries. them as well. I believe our internal training uh, requirements are a little bit uh, more difficult than most of the certifications out there. Mm-hmm. And then another uh, requirement is basically you need to look the part. Absolutely. You know, I used to work in the gym. I used to be a trainer. I've, I've had five international certifications. I've been there, done that. But the one thing that always bothered me is when you weren't a product of the product, you know, you, you don't look like a trainer, but there, there you are, you know, overweight and trying to tell someone else how to lose weight. So that's a pet peeve of mine, you know, yeah, uh, you got to walk, walk the talk. Um, so all of my trainers, they look healthy, you know, they look fit. Um, they can do everything that they're, they're telling you to do. So so that that's a it's a huge thing that uh, you know I I filter. I know this from personal training sales. People will buy sessions with a trainer just so they can look more like them. Your mm-hmm. your body is your resume. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, isn't it isn't it more convincing um, if your trainer you know has a six pack when your goal is to get a six pack? You know. I'm not, I definitely agree every, yeah. in every way. Um, and then going back, I, I believe uh, last time I saw you, we talked about um, the events. So you, you, you throw um, nighttime events. You have, um, you serve alcohol there too, correct? Yeah, we do. Um, we're really big on socializing. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to form a positive community, a fun community, you know, we want to be able to offer every little aspect of life um, and lifestyle out here. Um, so, so yeah, we do um, parties quite frequently. So, because I, I believe we said you mentioned um, potentially having uh, stand-up comedy over, yeah. and yeah. Um, I wanted to see what the comic scene was like over in in Taipei. Is is there comics? There are comics out here. Um, I'm still exploring that because it is a very new uh, market, but it is growing. Yeah, worldwide, globally, this is kind of you know the past couple of years. Uh, it is like the second 
I get how would you say the the second uh, resurgence of comedians, you know, where the the whole comedy thing. If you look on YouTube, there's like all these stand up comedy bars and whatnot uh, going on in the yeah. states, but um, maybe not now. But yeah, um, in the past couple of years, it has been. You know, you 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 move from back in the day when there was uh, you know, Eddie Murphy, and Jerry Seinfeld, and then now you have like you know the Kevin Hart's or the Trevor Noahs and and the Anthony Jeselniks. But mm-hmm. out here in Taiwan, it is growing. There is like a cult following. Um, there are the foreigners that do stand up, and then there are the locals that actually do stand up. And I'm I'm kind of interested to go see what like a local stand up uh, comedian would be like uh i'm afraid that i won't get the humor but it's interesting because but our space we have that small stage we have the open space you could grab a drink and and you know get ready to to hear some funny stuff so i think for you being a entrepreneur you kind of find what's gonna happen you always want to be first you don't want the you don't want to be the first to be second right because once you find out hey this is hot right now everybody else and their mothers want to jump on board but exactly yeah um exactly. if you ha- yeah. yeah no exactly and um i think um we're we'll probably start um ending this i know uh you're a busy guy and um uh-huh. and royal so there's actually one question i i really um i've been dying to, to ask you so it's sure. it's about ambition right and uh, i wanted to ask is that something people are born with or can they acquire it um, that's a very good question. I think, uh, people with ambition, you know, or a lot of people that are, uh, that have ambition are maybe born into ambition, whereas they're more prone to, 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 um, getting that, that itch, that feeling, you know, yeah, pursuing something more. Um, however, I, I also believe, and it goes with our slogan, uh, know yourself, uh, you know, it's, um, there, there's that African proverb that Les Brown always talks about is, you know, if there's no enemy within and the enemy outside can do you no harm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what know yourself is, but know yourself on, from a dynasty perspective also is trying to find what it is in life that you love the most, you know? And, and I believe if you're able to find something that you truly are passionate about, yeah. then that can create ambition. So, you know, some people are born with it. Other people can can find it, you know. Yeah. No, perfect. I, I, hopefully they can watch this and find that ambition to, to do whatever it is they want to do. Um, two more things before I let you go, Royal. So um, I do want to take a photo of us. Um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll take it in a second. And um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll get my phone, but please let um, everybody know that's watching um, how they can contact you, uh, where they can get more information, Instagram, all that, all that good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you can, and just follow Dynasty Taipei, uh, Dynasty Taipei on Facebook other, or Instagram. Um, we got a lot of stuff up there. And uh, if you want to follow me, uh, it's Royal is Royal on Instagram. So you can find me there. Um, we just started for pro fighting. I, you know, I think my my original pro fighting MMA IG account got hacked. Oh no! So I, I can't get back in. Okay. So I just had to start a new one uh, just this past week. Um, so there's not a lot of contact uh, content, but if you can, uh, just it's uh, pro fighting official. 
Okay, Pro Fighting Official, Pro. and that's on Instagram. Instagram. That's okay, right. and then um, let's have uh, if there's fighters that want to fight for your, for your promotion, um, reach out to Royal, and uh, and hopefully we can make things work. Yeah, we're actually getting ready to start. As I said, next year uh, we're going to do a tournament. Uh, we're looking for 16 fighters, whether in the featherweight division or the lightweight division. But we're going to do a 16-man tournament, try to find a Taiwan champion. And they actually can do fights in Taipei because they have really good COVID protocols. I didn't talk about this entire episode, uh, rightfully so, because they they have it unlocked. So everybody that goes into the the country of Taipei is going to be number one quarantined for fourteen days, and um, you kind of need a Taiwanese passport to even get in the country, unless it's a a work visa. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, in, in Taiwan, fortunately for us, we're a small island. So we've been able to to uh, keep everything pretty much close to normal. Like we, we lead normal everyday lives here. I love it. Wanted to thank you so much um, for your time today, man. I, I do appreciate you coming on to the to show. No, it was a pleasure, man. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, we'll keep in touch. Okay. Okay. Best of luck to you and your and your business. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> Thanks Talk again. Thank you, Royal.